Life Audio. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, we got some tech stuff to discuss because we're nothing if not three uh, just tech wizards here. Um, Ronnie's audio never works. I don't know what's going on in the world. Uh, Piper is the IT guy to the program. Thank God he's here or else we'd, we'd all be mm-hmm. in, a, in a world of hurt, boys. We wouldn't be the podcasting moguls that we are just bringing in truckloads of money. Um, doing your taxes is always like an interesting moment where you realize just how how well the podcast has done over the last year. And um, you're not at all sad and depressed and calculating the hourly rate at all. Um, that's not my experience at all. But boys, uh, we'll get into some Gen Z tech stuff right after this quick break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. All right, boys, we're back. It's been a couple weeks since we've done radio together. Um, You guys have been traveling. You're very busy men, very important men. Um, But we had a little tech snafu uh, early early in the show before we started recording and somebody mentioned Gen Z and because I teach college students who are, I guess, Gen Z now, um, you know, we're, we're done with millennials in the college business and it's on to Gen Z. I, I made the observation that they have actually swung the pendulum back in the other direction in that they're probably as bad as my parents are when it comes to anything related <laughs> to the computer. Like if they can't do it on their phone, they're completely flummoxed. They don't know how to attach a document to an email. Um, we've we've kind of swung the pendulum back around in that they are kind of useless when it comes to tech. My question to you boys is, have you seen this out of Gen Z? Do you have any like 
connection to Gen Z, and then I've got a millennial thing that I want to run by you guys. Uh, Piper, well, let's start with you. Do we okay? So Gen Z is like early twenties on down through like high school age. Is that about right? Like sort of that yeah, that roughly. age bracket. I guess that's what I'm calling it. Okay, yeah. I just. You know, once you get below me, I'm just sort of like, I don't know, get off my lawn. So I get confused. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so I have I have two kids, one of whom is uh, is will be going into high school next year. And the other one is, is in high school now. And um, they the older one has learned how to use a computer, sort of. And the younger one, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I don't understand what email is. Um, yeah. So like the the foundational form of communication for for our generation or generations, depending on where the dividing line is, um, it is is completely lost on them. She's like, you know, she can iMessage and she gets all, you know, knows all the different communication apps and whatever. But if it's not an app, completely lost on her. So, yeah, absolutely no help tech wise, even when it comes to like changing settings on her phone, if it's not just sort of like in the app. She's like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, well, this is, you know, I can, I know how to go into your settings and change things. And so it is a weird thing where it's, they're such digital natives that they're completely useless at anything digital. They're also useless without anything digital. So it makes you wonder, you know, boy, are they, what kind of success are they set up for? Yeah. We got to develop some, some skill sets and quickly, um, big R what's your first like sentient, like memory of email. Because I have a real clear one right at the beginning of email. Like, where were you in life when email became a thing? Gosh, dude, that is such a great question, man. I, I, I mean, I, I've always been super late to the game when yeah. it comes to any of these things. I was like the last guy I know on Twitter, and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And um, so I remember email was one of the like I was the last of the holdouts, right? Yeah. And pretty soon it, it got to a place where it's like. Like, we have no way of even talking to you, man. Like, you got to <laughs> do this thing. Like, you got to get on this thing. And I'm not, I'm not like the anti guy. I, I just don't, you know, I don't know. I was, I was able to function without it for so long. I was real late to the, I was like the last guy on the block to get a cell phone and um, all that kind of stuff. I'm trying, I'm trying to think about that initial like email thing and like how weird and, and rigid and awkward it felt. Yeah. Um, and how it dawned on me at some point that I didn't have to do phone calls anymore. Yeah. If I could just get my head wrapped around that. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to put some time and effort into mastering this, you know, tech, <laughs> technological wizardry, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to save me all this, all this stuff. But, but yeah, it must've like, what year was it for you? I don't, that's what I'm kind of. Dude. So I got married now. in December of 96 and then I transferred colleges because uh, my lady had graduated and she was working okay. like, her first like super boring office job and she had email and I, I had email through the new college that I was at and it was real primitive, dude. It was called like Vax, right? V-A-X. And I remember a couple classes I had in like computer labs where I was like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't write a letter to my wife during school. This is great, <laughs> you know? And she's like emailing me from work and I, I just felt like the king of the world in that moment. Like anything was possible, you know? Like I found a new way to not pay attention in school and it was, it was really fun for me. (laughs) Um, So I remember a lot of like email kind of letter writing, like weirdly mechanical. Um, And then, yeah, it became, it became the way that you avoided the phone call, which like was really the upside to me and the whole thing. But yeah, pipe to your point, it's wild how quickly 
email has become antiquated. So like in the oh, span it's just like of, grand, it's like for grandparents. It's now. for grandparents. <laughs> so in the span of like twenty years, uh, it's become this antiquated thing. And I, I like I, I describe it to my students as like it's like DMing, but without all the trappings of of whatever platform you're DMing on, right? So it just strips all that other stuff away. Um, and you get to just like chat with I just people. find it amazing that they truly do not know what it is. Yeah, they know what it is. They just don't use it. Like they view it how, you know how like our parents had, like their generation had shows like, I don't know, MASH or, you know, some show that seemed antiquated to us, but was like yeah. really great and relevant to them. Um, that's kind of how email seems to our students, I think. It's just sort of this relic of a of a different is, time. We, yeah. Is it, uh, is it going away? Like, cause you know, I, I had a conversation with my kids, you know, she was talking about, you know, what is email? And I was like, boy, you better learn this. Cause like, it is the communication medium of, of like adulthood doing work. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, it, will that remain true? I think it's true right now, but will it remain true? Because, you know, right now it's how, it's how every business or organization puts out mass communications. It's how you, you know, it's how you communicate with people. If you want to, like, if we receive speaking invitations, it's via email and those kinds of things. Like, yeah. it's hard to see that changing, but somebody would have said the same thing about like, you know, the Pony Express and the U.S. Postal Service at one point as well. Well, I wonder too, it's like, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I kind of think of it now is email is something that you, you have an initial contact with somebody with. And then if they don't become better friends, you kind of you kind of keep it on that tip on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's the, like the, the digital reality. version of the friend zone. I mean, dude, it's just I don't know what that is, but yeah, it yeah, it I means mean, that. A, do you want me to explain ahead, friend zone to you, Ronnie? Yeah, I don't know. I'm too. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I've never, never even heard that. I don't know what that is. Friend zone is like you know. So if there's if there's a group of of guys and girls who hang out and and the guy really likes the girl. And she does not really like him in return, but, you know, enjoys being his friend. He gets he gets put firmly in the friend zone where he cannot get too close. This isn't too intimate. We, we're not dating. We don't you know, we do not mutually like each other. And so it's a it is it is an unenviable position to be in. That's like a, it's a lower status than, you know, dating or seeing somebody or whatever kids are calling it these days. Because well, so, I've heard of that. I, I've just never heard of it called that. I mean, yeah. So okay. e- email email is like the the adult business equivalent of the friend zone. Like if we keep it at email, we're not that tight. I'm not giving you my cell phone number to text me at any time of day. Dude, I think that's kind of what it is. I think I think there's like a lot of truth to that. Right. Because like, um, you know how it is when like if you're like if you're chatting with somebody and you know that maybe there needs to be some contact like like you kind of go back and forth in your mind with whether you're going to give them your phone number or your email right because yeah. like if you give them your phone number that's something you have to deal with like it's it's something that it's like okay i yeah. can't I, I can't say no i didn't get that text but you can say well the guy just got buried beneath 100 emails right yeah. it's it's interesting <laughs> how that works i do it every yeah. week correct see, because I, mean, I don't have social email is a much more intimate thing for me like email is not the friend zone. Email is like huh. we're we're kind of we're dating a little bit, you know. Like if you're sending me an email, um, if it's not a work thing but a personal thing, chances are like we're pretty good friends. 
Um, but it's all I have. You know, I don't have that intermediate step of like. Well, you media. have te- you have texting T. I have texting. I mean, yeah, I do have. Texting. Yeah, we're just. Ta- I'm just talking about text. I'm, yeah. When I say phone number, I just mean. Yeah. Like man, I don't talk to anybody through social media, like private messaging. Like that's yeah. that to me seems like literally the stone ages. Yeah. But like in terms of texting, like I would say this, man. I would say I remember the first time I started texting. Yeah. And that to me was the game changer, even more than email. Yeah. Right? fun deal to you like right away were you on board with it dude i like it was weird because it immediately like for me and big m it opened up vistas right it was like that was the thing where we could chat all day now no matter where we were and i was still i was still traveling a lot for music stuff back then so it was like dude we could just be chatting all the time now and it was it was so convenient yeah i loved it for that and then um and then like anything else, it just it starts ruling your life because, you know, you you switch everything over to that medium. And all of a sudden now it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, my uh, my phone's blowing up. You know, it's that kind of a thing where it's yeah. like everybody's talking to you through that. And you feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's another way to feel overwhelmed for sure. It begs the question, like, what did our parents generation feel overwhelmed by? You know, if they didn't have email and they didn't have text and they didn't have social they just had a house phone and they had like regular mail. I wonder if like in the aggregate, they felt like less overwhelmed than we do. I just think they felt overwhelmed by actual life. Yeah. That's, that's probably <laughs> the things right. that are meant to overwhelm you. Yeah. Right. The, the normal the serious things like yeah. where's the bill? How are the bills going to get paid? And how's my, how's my parents doing? How's my kids doing? How are my kids doing? You know, yeah. Like all that stuff. Dude, do you guys feel super stressed by like, kind of the like third or fourth tier guy in your life who you've given your phone number to who like he sends that little text and for me like that's really loud like there's a sense of i have to respond to this Mm -hmm. i have to respond to it in a certain way or else i look like an a-hole but we really don't have a relationship you know what i mean um 100 percent stressful yeah talk about that dude how do you handle it well it's i badly i'm pretty sure i you know because if I respond, I try to respond well, but my thing is like, I just, I will wait days, maybe weeks to respond to texts sometimes, you know? And some of that is like, I'm going to pretend it's principle and be like, look, just because you texted me, I'm not obligated to interrupt my life to respond to you. But once I've reached the point where we could have sent three letters back and forth, like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that (laughs) that that principle no longer stands. So that's um, good though, dude, you're, you're training them. You know, and like, I'll get a text like that from some dude and I'll, I'll kind of like roll my eyes or say something to KK and KK's like, you got to train them, dude. You know, if you respond right away, they're going to, they're, they're going to think something that isn't there, you know, but yeah. And, I and, and a logical thing where I have to get, like get back immediately. When, and this is just a basic thing. Gen Z might not understand this because they don't know how to change settings on their phones. Always turn off read receipts so that they don't know that you saw their text um, like yeah. they probably know, but they, they don't have any verifiable proof that you actually looked at it. Um, yeah, but the, the, the other piece is, and I'm sure Ronnie has experiences with this. When, when you are in ministry, it's a really personal thing with a bunch of people you don't know that well. So that, that throws a whole monkey wrench into the dynamics. So like on Sunday, one of the guys in our college ministry, who's, you know, he's going through some stuff and he wanted to get together sometime. And he's like, Hey, can we meet up? And I wasn't, I knew that if I was like, Hey, here's my email. Um, he, he would never email me. So I gave him my cell phone number. And I, as soon as I did it, I was like, I, I hope 
I hope this dude's chill. Like, I hope he's not hitting me up at 11 p.m. Like, hey, man, I got a question about this book I'm reading or whatever. But but that's the that's the sort of like the risk in the ministry side of things is you're giving accessibility to yourself out of necessity and also opening yeah. yourself up for like an abundance of these what the sort of non-friend, easy access relationships, which is awkward and uncomfortable at times. Big R, do you have thoughts on that? I don't know. Yeah, that's there's a balance somewhere in the mix. I, I gosh, I I don't I don't feel like I get a ton of texts from people that I'm like thinking, why do they have my number? I'm trying to think right. I'm even like looking at my phone right now, kind of scrolling down. Like, do I have like is my am I inundated with that? And I'm I don't know. I'm, like everybody that's on there is like somebody I would get back to, you know. And it's like, you know, you should like we're tight enough where you should be writing me. Um, this is like it's an appropriate yeah it's it's like an appropriate level of friendship to where they they should have my number but um yeah i don't know i it's just yeah if you um you got how do you have boundaries i think that's what we're driving at here Dude, like, so I how don't, do you yeah how do you have boundaries i don't struggle with a significant question text i struggle more with the the dude who will reach out and maybe he'll send like a meme or maybe he'll send like a hey did you see this thing and it's sort of like just a reminder, like, hey, I'm here. I'm in your life. And now you're you're required to respond. I'm not asking you, like, <laughs> to pray for me. I'm not asking you, like, a, a deep question. I'm just sort of reminding you that I exist. And that's the one I have the toughest time kind of, like, get, getting getting out of bed for, you know. That's interesting, T. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, I, I want to know, I want to hear you guys feed into this. The one that I, I'm going to get in trouble for this. The, the one that. This is this is our notwithstand not our thread not with our thread notwithstanding if yeah. that's the right phrase yeah because yeah. um, ours isn't like that ours is all business and yeah. money and you yeah. know high finance decadence but, and finance hundred um, percent but um, the the th- the things that drive me slightly batty are the text threat like the group text yeah where well, it's nothing but fun and memes like i just never engage in those because i just it's not my style mm-hmm. and so it's like and then your phone's blowing up because it's like this is funny and here's another me here's another gift and here's another and like uh-huh. those are the ones where i'm like oh boy mm. oh boy yeah i would say i have a a pretty indifferent relationship to that sort of thing like you i just sort of silence it or if it's yeah. legitimately funny, I'll lean in and be a part of it, but it almost never is. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the problem. Yeah. yeah right there. Exactly. Well, see, I, I find those are the, like, I just silence notifications on those and periodically I'll open it up and be like, oh, you have 87 notifications in this thread to which I just open it up so the notifications go away, close it and move on with my life. It's the, it's the ones from the, like the, those non-friend contacts who will periodically text and be like, hey man, what's up? Um, I don't, this feels like a trap. Like what is, what am I, if I respond good, like, am I opening this up for like an invitation to lunch that I don't want to have? If this is, uh, I'm going to be at lunch with that guy in two days, you know, is this, yeah. Is this, is this a, is this a, like, I don't know what, I don't know what is being asked of me with that because that's a very innocuous text from somebody who we don't, you know, we're we're not tight. And, uh, cause like close friends don't send, Hey man, what's up? They send like they just jump into the middle of the conversation they intend to have with you. You know, totally. they'll, they'll just text you and be like, hey, man, question about what we're doing on whatever evening or, hey, have you read this book or whatever it is? And the non-friends always kind of tee it up with that that g- generic greeting. And you're like, I don't 
if I engage with this, this this could be like 30 minutes of my life right now, plus a meal commitment. And, you know, and possibly they're going to ask me to like, I don't know, write something for them, which help them move. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm going to be carrying a sofa in two days, you know? Yeah. Um, Who, Who knows what's going on? I don't know. I don't, I don't. I feel like I can. This is a weird one. Like, tell me, tell me how you guys respond to this. But so this is a two-parter. So I, I always feel like when I'm done talking on a text thread, like I just, I'm done. Like I'm not. Like I don't feel like I have to make an announcement. I, mm-hmm. I'm just like it's just that's it. It's it's there's nothing left to say or whatever. I can't I can't talk anymore. But like I'm not like I, I'm not sending like the follow up saying, well, you know, it, it's been great. And these moments have been really valuable to me. But here's what, so here's part two to that. So it's so funny. There's certain people that I it, it's a tiny handful. But whenever I'm in a text thread with them and it's somebody that would be like, I know them. I need to talk to them about something. Um, and I can tell that they're just they're rushing through to get to the point where they can say, OK, buddy, well, I got to be starting this other thing now. So I'm going to have to let you go. And it's like I'm like, well, dude, you, you didn't even have to say that. I, I just was I just need a little information from you. Like it, you don't have to feel pressure to sign off or yeah. or anything like that. And it, and it it's almost almost like they make it that much more awkward because they they feel like they have to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be germane to ministry um, where. Hmm. The, the field is populated by over communicators anyway, you know. Right. So I think in the world of just normal everyday dudes, one of the great things about being a dude and, and we can't talk about gender. I get that. That makes us the worst. But like, I don't feel like there's the requirement to talk to each other a whole lot. And so if you just kind of go silent on a text thread for a couple of days, it's no big deal. But the thi- the thing that I feel most compelled to respond on so when like it's it's gifts or like I don't know screenshots from Twitter or whatever you know going back and forth I feel like I can ignore it but every once in a while and this is the example I always give so I was watching a Steelers game a couple of years ago and and my best buddy from college is a Steelers fan his name's Corey he's from Pennsylvania and he texted me like Ben Roethlisberger had thrown a touchdown pass to this guy named Pat Fryermuth and he's like Roethlisberger to Fryermuth that sounds like two dorms at Taylor University. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that wins the night. That's so funny. So, like, an original humor thing that's not lazy, that's, like, born of a moment, I feel like I'm responding to that way more than I'm responding to, like, I don't know, some funny quote that Charles Barkley said three days ago or whatever that somebody's texting me. (laughs) Um, That's that's where I'm going in. Pipe your thoughts. That brings brings us full circle to Gen Z, and I was ragging on my kids for this, although my kids are actually pretty funny. Gen Z, by and large, does not know how to do humor. They know how to share other people's humor. Their entire sense of humor oh, man, is, hey, good. did you see this? Not, mm-hmm. like, I can make you laugh with my wit and, and cleverness. Like, they don't. And part of that's because they, they, they're they not allowed to insult one another. You know, like, they, right. that's, that's, uh, that's not in the safe space. And so, yeah. you know, you work out your sense of humor by dogging on the people closest to you. That's, I mean, that's, that's how all comics get started as well as funny, yeah. you know, funny, normal people. And so like as, as much as they're inept at computers, they're also inept at jokes because, yeah. because if somebody else didn't write it, they don't even know if it's funny. That's fascinating. Man. Do you think pipe and Ron, you can weigh in on this too. Do you, do you think they just don't value humor? Because I remember growing up, like it was important to be funny. 
like kind of mm-hmm. important. It wasn't like the most mm-hmm. important thing, but it was like like in your friend group, one of the yeah. ways that you added value was like being funny. You know what I mean? Or at least having a sense of humor. Yeah. Even if you weren't the funniest guy in the convo, yeah. like, just have a sense of humor. Right. You could be a good audience yeah. member, you know, you could be funny. Right. But like I feel like in their friend groups, that's not even really a priority. And I, I, I really like I wonder what that looks like. I wonder what it looks like for them to hang out where like being funny is not a priority you know whereas it was just so so much a part of our culture with like saturday night live and the comedies we grew up with and like to your point pipe just making fun of each other but kind of in a loving way they just don't have that so like what replaces it i guess is my question is it just like i I, i'm just not so familiar with that generation you know my kids like my kid's like the uh, the youngest millennial, yeah. you know, so so she doesn't, but she's super fun. I mean, she literally like is in a comedy group, you know, she's <laughs> funny. And it's, it's, so it's like, so it's like, yeah, that whole thing, like that does not resonate with me. Like, I totally don't get that because like what replace, is it just earnestness? Does that, is that what's replaced it? It's, I don't know. Yeah. Or like I, earnestness meets like sensitivity and seriousness. So like, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, I met a guy, yeah. I met a guy last week who he's one of those people who I'm like, this guy is, is, is a absolutely wonderful person. And I absolutely do not know how to relate to him because he's only earnest, um, yeah. just, yeah. just genuine through and through. And I'm like, man, I trust you. I would put my life in your hands. You are not a fun hang. And, uh, <laughs> and so I don't mean that kind of earnestness. I mean, like you have to be sensitive about everything. There's that sort of thing yeah. where it's like, you yeah. can't say that, you know, there's sort of like that, that's sort of ready to be offended. But then also like, there's so much standing next to each other, looking at a third thing. There is, yeah. there is so much sharing of TikTok videos, memes, whatever it is. And so it's, it's not, a, it's not like a generation that doesn't laugh. It's just always, Hey, did you see this thing? It's hilarious. Hey, did you see this thing? It's hilarious. Instead of like, being the hilarious one and you know the the idea for like I'm, I'm trying to imagine a group of gen z uh you know thinking like 17 to 22 year olds just sitting around a table with food and drinks and just making each other laugh for like two hours and it's yeah. with no phone with no phones no devices yeah, just phone yeah. phones absent like left them in the car I, it's yeah. almost you know, unfathomable to me whereas like yeah. that yeah. that's what we do you know, that's like, what that's we a, all did. Those are the best yeah. evenings. You know what I think they do? I think they get together and it's an exercise in exchanging kind of lists of look at all this stuff that I like, right? And it's important to yeah. like the right stuff. It's important to be conversant in the right things. Um, but they're not necessarily your things that you've come up with. So I, I actually think that generation is really good at like, triaging lots of information and then curating call it a persona or call it just a list of affinities or whatever that sort of reflects who they want to be um and so if you ask you ask a gen z person sort of like who are you or what's the essence of you you know they might give you a list of artists that they consume or movies that they like or aesthetics that they connect with or whatever and to your point, Pipe, it's all this third-party stuff, right? Um, but I actually think they're really comfortable doing this. I think Spotify Wrapped is sort of emblematic of this <laughs> ethos, that, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, where it's or or the coffee order. Okay, so like 
I just traveled with Gen Zers. Maybe I talked about this in the last step, but the coffee order is like this paragraph long Myers Briggs profile. You know, it it like <laughs> it's conveying things like I like to make a lot of choices, or I'm really complicated, or I'm allergic <laughs> to a lot of things, or wh- whatever it's supposed to communicate. The coffee order is sort of emblematic of I've I've looked at this whole universe of coffee options and I've made one for me, you know, which is at odds with like maybe how our generation does does it, which is like just give me a black coffee like a minute for the caffeine or whatever. Um, but everything is like that for them where it's more like it's more like pers- everything has to be personalized it has to say something about who they are yeah is that what you mean? like every consumable like, thing is a vehicle for self-expression which i find exhausting but they seem to actually do it really well right i think it's it's you know i said earlier you know i kind of made the joke of like what what how well are they being set up for success because of this whole technological sort of ineptitude like n- they're native to it but they're inept in it but I think what yeah. you just said, Ted, is fascinating because I think that's actually they they are like advanced computer processors compared to us. You they know, are. we yeah. get all of this data thrown at wow. us and we're like, just shut up and keep it simple. Like, I'll yeah. take an Americano with no room. Like, I just want black coffee. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, options. And then they can just sort of like you can just like the, the processor starts worrying and they're like, all right, I don't do dairy. So it's going to be soy or almond or or uh, whatever. And then they're like, OK, I prefer caramel over this, but also the cinnamon lattes in season. And they just like. In, in 15 seconds, they filter all this down to a paragraph order, whereas I'm like, I don't understand any of those words. I just want black coffee. So I think there is a there's an advancement in processing information that is overwhelming to us that they're just like that. That's normal. Like we just navigate. Dude, that. This is this is so fun. I mean, this is like the day Gen X became geriatric on the hat. We round. are. You know we're what I mean? It's, it's just it's just funny the way that we're talking about them like they're this alien race that we literally have we keep saying they and them and those they like, i don't my, know yeah i have never felt more <laughs> they and them those are my those are my preferred <laughs> pronouns for today um i've never felt more they and them about gen z than i have in the last like two months because my kids just hit the teenage years like they've been teenagers for a while but they yeah. hit like the teenage vibe with a mm-hmm. vengeance and i don't mean that in a bad way like they're the worst as much as just like the generation gap just got all the way crystallized in my house and yeah. uh you know my my oldest daughter finally just sort of looked at me with the oh you're old and you don't understand me face yeah like two weeks ago for well the i first mean time here's my question with that pipe i i like that's that's so interesting to me and, and to your to your original point, T, that's fascinating because I'd never thought of it like the way you described it a minute ago. But I, I'm wondering, like, because, you know, I, the, you know, when I'm thinking about my daughter and I'm thinking about millennials, like they weren't like they were not that per, they're not that perplexing to me, yeah. maybe because it's it's the generation after ours. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm just going, I don't get it. I don't know why they say what they say and do mm. what they do. It, it wasn't really like that for me. But but like we skip this generation, we go to the next one and we're like, I don't know these kids. Yeah. You know? Has it, has it taken sort of like a, the next next generation for us to finally be like just flummoxed? Dude, like we just don't get it. Maybe it has, but I'll 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 end this up, and I, I think we should wrap this up, and we should do another up like on millennials. These this will be like a two generation, you know, like episode series. But I'm seeing something kind of hopeful happening here in that there's this subset of students at my university who are kind of leaning back into 
analog and leaning into like like dudes who are like i want to wear a carhartt jacket and like work on carbureted engines because it's something real it's something tangible i can like exert influence over a thing that i like have control over and it's sort of like they've become so disenfranchised by all the self-expression that's available to them they're just like i don't want to have a paragraph long coffee order say something about me i want to just like um uh, ha- have influence over this thing that's lasting so i'm i'm seeing that attitude mm-hmm. kind of pop up and it, and it's kind of cool you know it kind of gives me hope for like maybe people can listen to a whole record as one consumable thing you know rather than you know just piecemealing everything and and it's going full circle it's full circle i think it's full circle because everything yeah. everything goes in cycles everything so, goes in yeah. cycles so i think maybe it's full circling and there's some hopefulness in that, but I'm I'm also like legitimately impressed to Pipe's point by how much they can assimilate and triage and sort yeah, of no doubt. adopt as their own and then discard, you know, other other aspects of it. It's really kind of remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, we've done what we always do on this program. Um in that we've largely disparaged Gen Z. Hopefully they don't feel um, completely attacked by this because if they do, they'll let us know. They'll be very hurt. Um, but I hope they don't. We we love Gen Z. Piper, you and I have kids who are in Gen Z, and it's assuming they even listen to this program. Which, which you know, there's that's oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. Like I get a lot of students who listen to it. It's strange. Um, and their parents it's because everything probably, comes full circle. They like that. They like that old school stuff. I guess they do, man. Um, and we are nothing if not old school in doing what we always do which is wandering to and fro throughout some topics. And until next time. We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.